You want to crack that open now? Yeah, so yeah. yeah. It'll, it'll, it'll bust open. Bottle expansion. Nice, 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 nice. All right. I love this, man. And it's ice cold, too. Damn. That came out of the freezer. Very, very tempting. Very, very <laughs> tempting. Very tempting. Wow. All right. Do I look relaxed or do I look uptight? When do you not look uptight? Yeah, do, 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 I, do, do I look uptight or do I look relaxed? No, you look fine. You look okay, fantastic. Right, I feel uptight. I don't know. Maybe I'm Let's nervous. Go, the camera's literally right in front of you. It's right there. Yeah, Motherfucker. Yeah. All right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Got it, got it. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to take, like, being a favorite, Thanks for that, uh, Chris. Uh, I'm going to overdo that now. I'm going <laughs> to... No, no. <laughs> So, so yes, then I. (laughs) (laughs) This is gonna be a fun interview. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. All right. (laughs) This is Inside with Outsiders. I'm Jeremy Iscari. Behind the camera is Chris, aka Bams, and today's special guest is Sarush Gul. Thank you, Jeremy. Say your name right. Uh, You said it just beautifully, man. Amazing. It 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 just flows. (laughs) <laughs> it just flows before the camera came on you see yeah, like this great you know banter back and forth and, and then and i don't you, know what happened yeah, it just i think we should just call it the night and uh, <laughs> <laughs> i think that's it there's another episode of Sun <laughs> exactly. i'll see you guys later exactly <laughs> you know it, it that happens energy ebbs and flows right the it does, it yeah, does. Yeah, so sarush yes. i just want to introduce you properly sure um you are the CEO of Event Combo. That is apparently the truth, yes. Yes. <laughs> and and, <so, laughs> and uh, Event Combo is a huge tool for outsiders. Uh, I, I mean, yeah. I, there's a lot of things we probably wouldn't have been able to achieve on the logistics side um, for us without, without Event Combo. Thank you, Jeremy. I appreciate that. Uh, it goes both ways. You've been uh, such a great partner in terms of uh, helping us evolve uh, the technology uh, with your simple and complex events, all the experiences you put together. So, uh, you know, it's, it's been a, a really, really amazing partnership for us uh, as well. Um, and we have a long way to go, man. Oh, yeah, we absolutely do. And uh, just so people know, can you explain what Event Combo is? Yeah, yeah, and of, how, course, of course, of course. And how, um, I guess, how we use it so I don't mess up. Yeah, no, no, of course. I'm going to look into the camera and tell everybody. I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, it's an event management platform, right? Uh, and um, we kind of are contrarian uh, in our uh, execution of the, the technology beh- behind events. So, for example, you have Eventbrite, you have Cevent, you have these other uh, really good event technologies out there, but all they do is ticketing and, and that's it. So we've taken a different approach to events. For example, the before event, we offer Uber, Lyft, parking lots, hotels. So when people are booking tickets, they can book an Uber to get to the event. No one does that. During the event, which you're really heavy on uh, using, you know, emailing attendees, uh, creating hidden tickets and all that stuff, guest lists and everything, uh, we do that. And then, interestingly enough, we have a whole after-event experience, which you may not be familiar with, Jeremy, but we just launched it. It's called Community. And, um, you know, we've answered the question, what happens after your event? Mm-hmm. So now, on Event Combo, an event can exist in perpetuity. So it, uh, it's a LinkedIn for events that we built, basically. So attendees, employees, students, whoever is attending the event, after the event, 
connects with each other, chats with each other, shares documents, speakers, sponsors. Everyone has a uh, place on Event Combo to connect after the event. And this is for any event organizer? Every, every, <clears throat> for you, for anybody, yeah. Not solely um, membership-based. Uh, correct. But uh, this would be a great uh, feature for us. For, for, uh, absolutely. For outsiders, it would be great. You already have a really powerful, you know, uh, a strong community. And uh, they would love to continue staying connected after yeah. the experiences are over. So, so that's what Event Combo is, is the before, during, and after. No one else, uh, you know, practices that. Uh, and we're an event as a service for organizations, basically. And, yeah, so, I mean, yeah. What you've done for us, mm -hmm. I mean, the technologies you provided for us, the white labeling, all that's been amazing. Um, made it very easy for us to communicate and fulfill <laughs> the needs of the participants with ticketing, with communication, with all that stuff. Um, and we can talk for days about Event yeah, Combo. We'll yeah. talk some more about it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, I also yeah. want to know about you. We've <laughs> known each other for, I think, five, six years now. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, yep, yep I think yep. it's five. Anyway. Yeah, um, yep. And uh, it's funny, we connected randomly thanks right, to right, right. basically <laughs> what could have been a horrific turn for That's my right. for my business. <laughs> for, for um, us as well, as we found out. Yeah. Other than outsiders, I had a, I've had a couple of businesses. One of them is called Hangry Garden. And uh, we had this pop-up beer garden in Williamsburg for the summer of 2016. And following that year, after that, we didn't have the pop-up location anymore. We would execute our concepts for different companies, you know, corporate outings, and we'd get hired by other event producers. And we were hired by the legendary, famous, uh, infamous, I should say. Yes, that's right. Um, the uh, creator of the... Uh, Pizza, New York City Pizza Festival. Pizza Festival, the Burger Festival. Oh, yeah, burger. It was a the, combination of the both. Water Festival, whatever and, um, this guy did. Yeah, <laughs> and I I can't remember his name off the top of my right. head. Yeah, maybe it's better we don't uh, yeah, yeah. mention it. But yeah. uh, basically, it was it was it was a scam. Uh, we thankfully pulled out of the event right. before the event took place. And right, right, right. But long story short, as much of a scam artist as this guy was, mm -hmm. uh, it's unfortunate he was a genius marketer. Yeah, he was a really good marketer. He was a actually, great yeah. marketer. He the was, thing yeah. was, uh, he didn't understand execution. Right. Uh, but anyway, long story short, it mm -hmm. led us to your to platform exactly. because exactly. Uh, I decided to see how he went about mm -hmm. using platforms right. to right. Right. To, uh, to to market this festival, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. and uh, we connected and. and um, it's, <laughs> it's, it's been it's been, been great ever since. It's been great since. But exactly, let's hear yeah. about you. Where yeah. are you from originally? So, uh, from Pakistan, born in Lahore, um, emigrated, I'm an immigrant myself, uh, emigrated to uh, New York City uh, when I was like five years old. Really? Okay. Uh, so, why I, did your parents come to New York? The, the usual uh, reasons, they, they left Pakistan for, I think it was Germany first, then France, and then they settled in the so US. So, did you go to these other Yeah, countries? yeah, yeah. So, I, I lived in Stuttgart when I was like three years old or something. Okay. And uh, then in Paris. Uh, so six months in Stuttgart, and then I think another six months in, in France. And I have so many stories from there, even though I was like three, really? four years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you remember? Uh, I remember being uh, attacked by a little chihuahua, like a little poodle or something. <laughs> okay. uh, and, uh, I don't know if that's specific so to like... I remember, uh, no, it's a, it's a family joke, that's why. Okay. So, so yes, yeah, so I remember that. I remember... I remember Did actually, you bite it back? Uh, no, I, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't. 
it's it's funny you said that because that's part of the joke, Jeremy. You know, me and you have this connection, man. <laughs> that's the family joke. Is that I bit it back? But I, I <laughs> Are you serious? That. That exactly. Is not the yeah. Joke. So that's so funny you said that. That's You're so joking. Seriously, man. Seriously. Oh so that's hilarious that you said that, like out of out of the blue. I right? think we found the quote for the real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Sarush> <laughs> bites the chihuahua. <laughs> wow. Here, exactly. you know, that's perfect. Bring yeah, out the chihuahua. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. I, I don't Stay know if tuned. A, I don't know if it was a chihuahua or a poodle. It was, it was a small little dog. Yeah. Really annoying dog. It still bothers me to this day. Uh, but uh, but I remember that in uh, in in uh, Stuttgart, in uh, in France, uh, we were staying in this uh, palatial house. Uh, it was one of my dad's distant relatives, and he had an apple tree in the back. And I used to take an apple. I used to bite it, yeah. and then I would throw it under the bed. <laughs> under the bed. Under the bed. I would never finish. I I would never. Yeah, I would never finish an apple. Okay. I would take a bite and I would just throw it under the bed. And then, after a couple of weeks, oh uh, the the housekeeper discovered a bunch of apples under I don't know whose bed it was, and I remember being grabbed by my ear, dragged in front of my parents by this guy, to you know uh, to to answer for my uh, crime. And my crime was there were like two dozen apples underneath oh the, 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 this person's bed. That's so that's story. another story I remember from. Yeah. Uh, said, that's a really bad housekeeper. There was two dozen apples under the bed when they found them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a lot of apples. Exactly. I never wondered that. Yeah. And um, I remember my you know my, my parents not uh, getting mad at me or something. I was a kid. But uh, that's another story. So those two stories I remember from from Europe. Uh, and then yeah, we settled in in the Bronx. I had an uncle uh, here that was already settled. So again, typical immigrant story. Yeah. I love yeah. those stories. I mean, Same they're here, so man. interesting. It's it's really coming here with nothing, you know. Uh, I'm, yeah. And yeah, my I guess I can't really say. I mean, I wasn't born here. Mm-hmm. My dad's for sure an immigrant. My dad is from Iran. He right. he came here when after my brother, my twin brother, and I were born mm-hmm. because we, my parents met in Iran. They right. revolution started. They moved to Paris mm-hmm. because my mom was given birth. Literally, like. She had to be in the hospital because we were twins, so she had been. She was a neighbor on the plane. She was no, no, she, she, she <laughs> was. You know, we have French family. My mom is from France, so she gave birth in France and then mm-hmm. came to the states when we were like two months mm-hmm. old. Oh, wow. wow! So my mom went to high school in the states, so she's not necessarily an immigrant. And I was born; I was already American citizen as well because my mom had her citizenship. But sure, uh, sure, sure, sure. I think the story is just amazing because it's not. It's it's the hardship. It's the underdog story, right? Exactly. And exactly. it's great exactly. coming from different cultures and seeing. Mm-hmm how different cultures respond to um, acclimating to society, uh, how different cultures acclimate, whether it be taking from, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, governmental resources in order to Mm -hmm. get their footing or immediately contributing to society and and, and what methods they do so. Like, you know, there's there's certain ethnic demographics Mm -hmm. that have that are known for specific industries and jobs. So exactly. Exactly. You know, I've always uh, I, I, I never appreciated until you know, college and a little bit later, uh, you you would always be embarrassed, right? As yeah, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I agree. It, it's and it's it's weird because I mean, you know, kids are cruel, so I guess I guess that's the exactly. motivating exactly. factor yeah. for you to want to acclimate right. or assimilate and, and and be like and blend in and not right. stand out. Right. Exactly, exactly. But then you mm-hmm. realize how special it is. Yes. I mean, yeah, exactly. And speaking of kids, right? So in school, I was the only Indian kid. I was the only. You know, brown kid in in my class I had white friends, black friends. No, you friends. just referred to yourself as Indian, but you're Pakistani. Same thing to me. I right. same thing. Like for for where, where were my parents born? Right. Well, I understand my, the history because yeah, yeah, it yeah. was part of India. Exactly. Yeah. So so I would say I'm Indian because 
My parents were actually born in India. Yeah. Right. And due to circumstances, due they to became religion, Pakistan. You moved yeah. To Pakistan, yeah. It, it, so so they you know their whole families and whatnot. But I would say I'm Indian because I I'm a I'm a big fan of India and you know I have no issues with either or. Uh, but yeah. So so you know growing up with a really diverse demographic in, in my neighborhood in the Bronx, I was privileged to be exposed to all these different cultures. And again, didn't realize it till later, but I love that experience that I had. Yeah. As hard as it was, I, I was bullied in school, I was called Gandhi and you know all these things, and kids are cruel. So you kind of suppress your uh, roots because people make fun of you. Right. But only through uh, you know, uh, later years you realize, wow, we overcame A, B, C, D, X, Y, Z, and we have so many advantages as a result of that, Absolutely. right? And, uh, and I think, you know, it, it, not to get boring on, on you, Jeremy, but it's, it's a bigger point because Americans who are born and raised here, I don't think they'll ever appreciate what they have because they're born into it. Just like, you know, my kids. I, I, I'd mm -hmm. say, because we're speaking very generally right yeah, now, right? Yeah, uh, generally. There's always course. exceptions. And those who travel and experience or are yes, open to it are yes, different. Exactly. And, exactly. Uh, exactly. And, those, and, and I almost appreciate them even more because they come from right. a place where they can be right. closed-minded right. because it's mm -hmm. so easy to be, right? Mm -hmm. You just step out of your box and make an effort to be more open-minded, to explore cultures. 100%. And when I see uh, white Americans, not just white Americans, Americans yeah. in general, mm -hmm. um, Doing that, it's it's definitely there's a sense of appreciation. Like, thank you right, for right. for exploring and see what the rest of the world is like. Exactly. like not expecting exactly. the rest of the world to acclimate to what your culture is. Exactly. Yeah. Travel is such an important part of life, and you're right. There's a big difference between people that don't travel and travel. Yeah. I I think it 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 goes down to political lines with uh, identifying people by traveling and, and, and travelers and non-travelers, yeah. and and you're 100 right. People that travel are multi-dimensional, they have, they have a lot of context yeah. to them. And, and, and 100%, that, that, is, that is a fact. So I always, I always look at it this way in that, uh, you know, being born in America is a, is a privilege. I mean, you're born into so many great things, yeah. a great infrastructure, a great uh, system all around. And uh, as an immigrant, you don't come from those same, you know, structures. So when you come here, uh, you you know, work harder because you respect and appreciate everything more. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I think immigrants have such an advantage and uh, it's good to see that being recognized these days, right? And what I love about it also, it brings such a beautiful dynamic to adding to the culture of the United States, right? Exactly, yeah. At the end of the day, I saw a sign the other day, <clears throat> it was on Instagram, it was like one of those memes where, mm -hmm. it's woman's, not a meme, sorry, a woman's yeah. holding up a sign, it says, uh, how is your family American? Uh, Native American, slavery, Refugee or immigrant, no other options. And I was like, "Wow, wow, that, I mean, Power, powerful!" Yeah, that's it. It's that's true, it. right? It, it, it is. It's 100%. so. But we, you know, the fact that I think having such an influence, like having in this, in where we grew up, there's a lot of uh, there's um, old Italian, mm -hmm. there's Latino, right. yes. there's yeah. Irish, Polish, yeah. German, yeah, it, well, around, Italian, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, predominantly in this area, it would be Irish, Italian. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of uh, <coughs> Europeans. Yep, 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 uh, yep, not yep. so many French. There's a lot of English people that are around here. Right, right, right. But, I mean, we mm -hmm. literally live right outside New York City, which right, is literally right, right. the melting pot of. Agreed. But I've been talking right. about the the <laughs> the families that have been here since like the 50s, 60s, 70s. It's always, it's mm -hmm. literally going to be predominantly Irish and Italian. Yeah. I mean, right, that's right. literally and, that's and and more in the 80s for, Latino. Yes. Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. That it's and it's really cyclical, right? It's really cyclical. I think in the 80s, uh, tell, me, tell me if you think I'm wrong, Jeremy, but for example, in the Latino community, 
We had so many Dominicans coming. And my specifically, my, I remember my neighborhood. What would you yeah. think the Puerto Ricans? Well, you're, no, you're Puerto Rican. What do you think the, the Puerto Ricans? It's going to be more. It's going to be more in the '80s. It's going to be more the Cubans. I'm going to say mm-hmm. in the oh, yes. mid '80s to mm-hmm. '90s, it's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of Dominicans. Mm-hmm. Puerto Ricans came over in the '50s. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like my father was telling yeah. me that when they first started to come over here in the '50s, because my grandfather and him, they mm-hmm. worked at a. Um, a silica mine in Death Valley. Mm. They called it the Puerto Rican Highway. They flew into Miami, and you just got on a Greyhound bus and literally went all the way out to Fl- uh, California. Really? Wow. Wow. And wow. it was literally called the Puerto Rican Highway. Wow. Because wow. the Puerto Ricans, that was, those are the guys that came over here to literally work all the farms. Oh, wow. There was th- there was a book uh, called, there is a book, not was. <laughs> it's like <laughs> a book was born and then it went away. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a book called Down These Mean Streets yeah. by Piri Thomas. I don't know if you've ever uh, heard of it, uh, Chris, but... Uh, someone hammering, I think. Um, the, the yeah. Someone knocking at the door? Or a hammer. Should we continue? Or yeah, we should. Or do we have to run away, Jeremy? I don't know. That's, <laughs> the band is going to... Re- yeah, I guess someone's yeah. just hammering. Yeah, it sounded like a hammer. No, but but this oh, book... Oh, wow. All good. Yeah. Uh, listen, yeah. it, 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 it's live. It's awesome. The um, So the book, Down These Mean Streets by Perry Thomas, Puerto Rican guy, grew up in the 50s, and the book is amazing. It had such an impression on my whole life. And he talks about the challenges he had as a Puerto Rican. So he wasn't black. He wasn't white. He was Puerto Rican. And uh, he went through his own you know, uh, uh, challenges as a result of that. But, but uh, you know, we're talking about the 80s and, and, and different uh, you know, uh, generations and folks coming from different places. It's an interesting dynamic, right? So now, at least for the last 20 years, you have a lot of Asians, mm-hmm. right? You always had Asians, but you have so many Indian uh, uh, people coming from the subcontinent, Pakistanis, Bangladeshis, Indians, and stuff. So for me, having that same background, I've observed such a spike in that uh, category of Im- Im- immigration. And there's two things that I want to point out. Uh, I don't know if you, you relate to this, Jeremy, but if you go back to the 40s, 50s, 60s, uh, like I'm talking as if I uh, right, was yeah. around back then. Uh, but um, they, when they came to the U.S., whether they were Italian, German, or whatever, they spoke the language they were religious, and they practiced everything. But if you look at their offspring and you know, the third generation, no language, no. the religion is gone, yeah. uh, and culturally, they're American. They're no longer culturally German or Irish or Italian. So I'm noticing the same dynamic happening in, in my demographic with Indians and, yeah. and Pakistanis and everything, where that generation, like my parents, uh, you know, I speak the language and I'm very cultural. I do that with your children, though. That's, the, that's exactly what I was getting to. It takes effort. Exactly, Jeremy. Yeah. That's exactly what I was getting to. So my kids, they don't speak the language, and it's a, it's a cycle. Yeah. Just like the Germans came, the Polish uh, you know, uh, came, uh, their kids forgot the roots and the culture. And mm-hmm. now you, they're third, fourth, five, five generations in. There's no connection to the, the home country. Right, unless the parents want to make that effort. And it's a big effort That's to, it. one, speak to their child in that language. Exactly. And I thank my mom for speaking to me in French, so I speak French. Awesome, thank awesome. God. I wish I spoke thank your Farsi, mom, too. Yeah. You know, I've taken some classes myself. Yeah. I know some very little yeah. Farsi. Uh, but beyond that, also, mm-hmm. not just speaking, but sending your, having ties to the, the country of origin. Right. exactly. Sending exactly. your kids to those countries to right. visit family and stay with family, exactly. but eventually generations down. Yeah. How is that going to maintain? Exactly. And, and, and that's something, you know, as yeah. a parent, that's something I'm literally uh, considering these days. It's like my kids are totally going to be detached from what I, you know, right. uh, experience. And I love what I experienced, man. The good, the bad, the ugly. I, I loved it. It made me who I am. Right. But my kids are, you know, they're not exposed to it. 
I, Jeremy, I went to Pakistan after 40 years in February. Really? After 40 years, man. After 40 years. What was years. that experience like? It was, it was just crazy. It was just in a good way. It was crazy right. in a good way because what I remember, uh, you know, uh, spending the early years there was obviously, you know, I saw poverty. I saw so many, uh, you know, third world uh, country uh, things. And now when I went back, after 40 fucking years, yeah. uh, I saw like uh, the, the building of an America. Yeah. The supermarkets, the traffic, mm -hmm. the, the roads, the infrastructure that they've built and they're building, I think in like 20, 30 years, it's going to be I mean, at you the think same. that's inevitable for every major yes. city? Yes, yes, yes. And yes, do you, yeah. what are your thoughts on that? Does that take away from culture? Now, I think infrastructure is necessary. It doesn't take away from culture. Right. However, mm -hmm. when you see certain things like supermarkets, they take, I don't know how it was in Pakistan, but yeah. in Iran, it's bazaars, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's taking away part of the culture away, right? Uh, it's so, so how do you maintain, and this is a, this conversation <laughs> for not just other companies, yeah. but you're talking yeah. about Jersey City. I read an article about teetering between development and maintaining culture. How do you yes, move yes, forward yes. the times and infrastructure while maintaining? Right, exactly. It's the, the, it, it's, it's the advancement of <clears throat> commercialization yeah. and the globalization, uh, globalization yeah. and the degradation of, uh, uh, of, of, of culture. Yeah. And and I saw that. I saw that like for example there's a huge supermarket in Lahore and uh, that supermarket was it would rival any supermarket here in the US. Yeah. And uh very western but very eastern and I was thinking to myself I'm like I feel like I'm in America. Yeah. Like that supermarket was more American than supermarkets here. I had a I had a somewhat similar experience. Mm. Uh when I was in when I was a kid I used to go to France to stay with my godparents mm. uh, uh mom's side of the family and Every summer, for like three summers in a row, mm -hmm. we'd go to these like campgrounds. Like this very, this would be the beach, and mm -hmm. we'd stay in these campgrounds by the beach. And like the beach was like, like the little sailing school, very like, you know, mom and pop everything. Mm -hmm. And apparently now, I haven't been back yet. And I don't mm -hmm. know if I want to, but mm -hmm. you go back there now. It's like big hotels now. Exactly. And exactly. it's you exactly. know it's yeah, yeah you know yeah. change is inevitable. You can't you can't mm -hmm. prevent things from right, evolving. Right, right, right. But a little part of you it's, like hurts. It, you know? hundred yeah. percent. And I saw the same thing. I remember the um, the house that I was born. I was born in a house. I went there. I went to the road. I, I yeah. recorded it and stuff. And uh, I was walking around recording. And I scared these kids. They were like, what's this guy doing here recording yeah. us? Uh, but but it was a neighbor. I remember it was a regular neighborhood. Now, when I just went back, I remember um, there were commercial buildings all around. Same same shit. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, like, I remember it being like a neighborhood. And now it's not a neighborhood. It's so commercialized. Businesses all around. I'm actually really interested in knowing. You said you moved to the Bronx. I'm guessing that's in the 80s, right? Uh, yeah. 80s, what part yeah. of the Bronx? Uh, Kingsbridge uh, and University. So where in the Bronx is that exactly? So in the, the 80s, the Bronx, specifically the South Bronx, was yeah. bad. So I, I, listen, so Jeremy, I grew up in the ghetto. I, yeah. uh, Kingsbridge Road, Jerome Avenue. Yeah. Um, that, that Kingsbridge Road was a train station. And uh, 10 stops away from Yankee Stadium. And uh, I saw people getting stabbed, shot, and I, I was just telling this story the other day. I forgot to who, but I remember walking up the block from where we lived in, in, in our building. I remember walking up the block and then turning into gunfire. There was oh, wow. a dude that was shooting in, 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 our, in our direction, oh. me and, my, me and my, my, my friend Brian. And I remember, uh, you know, I, I have really good reflexes, and at times I don't give a shit. So at this time, I didn't give a shit subconsciously. So I walked into the guy that was shooting in my direction. So he was shooting some dude behind us. 
And um, after that, I got a, a reputation for not being scared. Meanwhile, I didn't do it intentionally. I did it because I was in La La Land. <laughs> <laughs> so I literally walked into this guy like a badass. Yeah. And even he was like, what the fuck is this guy doing? I'm shooting. He's walking into me. And everyone was thinking, oh, Sorosh wasn't scared. I was scared. I just didn't realize that this guy was actually shooting. I was yeah. disconnected, exactly. It could be dangerous for you, man. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so, so that's the type of shit I saw. I saw guys getting jumped. And, and so I've, in my house, I went to JFK in, um, in the Bronx, John F. Kennedy. Yeah. And I think any John F. Kennedy high school is bad, I think. <laughs> so I don't know. Is it uh, it's a theory. I've heard that about like <laughs> high schools, like Martin Luther King High School. Right. Or, yeah. it's, it's a theory I have. But my John F. Kennedy was fucking bad. Which is, is so. messed up because like Martin Luther King was this <laughs> right. amazing yeah. man about John F. Kennedy, same, same thing. And but it's got a reputation. Any high school that's I, named after him has yeah. a rep bad reputation. It's, exactly. It's, uh, I don't know what's behind that. But, yeah. but I remember uh, I have these vivid memories. I remember a guy getting shot in his foot right in front of school. I remember uh, this other guy getting hit in the head multiple times with the aluminum bat. Oh, my God. Uh, he did something to some guy. They jumped him. So I grew up around some crazy shit. I was so blessed because I had uh, friends of all different backgrounds. Yeah. Like I said, I had white friends, black friends, yeah. Dominican, Puerto Rican. I had friends from every background. So I was able to fit in. Yeah. And uh, I, was, I was able to kind of adapt to my environment. This is like, it's high school. This is in high school. So I kind of uh, scraped by like that. But, but you were asking me where I grew up in the Bronx. It was Kingsbridge Road, Jerome Avenue. And, uh, and it, it, the really popular landmark around there is the Kingsbridge Armory, okay. uh, which was in the news recently. I think they were talking about turning it into like a mall or something or a skating mm. rink. Uh, but the Kingsbridge Armory is, is I was literally uh, right across the street from that my, my whole youth. Were you, were you in the Bronx through high school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So elementary school from, uh, you know, I, I think first or second grade um, to uh, 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 junior high school. I went to 143 and then uh, John F. Kennedy High School. So all my... my so where did you go to college? I went to Hunter College, CUNY. That's where I went. I think, yeah, that's right, Jeremy. I think I knew that. I think that, hey, Jeremy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Oh, my God. Look, look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Look. But... Oh, really? So... Shout out to Hunter alone. That's crazy. Okay. So, so check this out. So one of the things that uh, attracted me to Hunter was, I think the female population was 73% yes, at the whoa, time. Whoa, you whoa, whoa. <laughs> so Before we go into this, <laughs> Brams, what was your major at Hunter? Uh, computer science. And you, you, you graduated like last two I years ago? I graduated and actually graduated in December of 2020. Well, hey, cheers to you, buddy. So wait, you just said December of 2020? Yes. Oh, that's really recent. No, no, oh, well, no. I, I, I started. I started going to. I started going to BMCC back in 2016, 2017. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And I got enough credits. I transferred to Hunter. Wow, wow, wow. And I finished the last for, three years. Gotcha. For some reason, so I'm, I think I'm a lot older than you. I, I'm, no, I'm no, no. He went to school later. Oh, he went to school later. Okay, yeah. okay. Got, so I'm talking late 90s, right? So graduated high school. I went, in I went to Hunter. Uh, I transferred twice, and I ended up at Hunter. And my first year Accid was 2000. Accidentally? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I went to uh, first year college was in Ohio. Oh, oh wow. Culture shock. Wow. I'm also 44 years old. You don't see a lot of jerks. We're the, we're the same, Chris. Yeah, same, yeah. Age, same, <laughs> age, same age. I'm yeah. the young guy here yeah, today. Yeah, Jeremy's <laughs> the young guy. How old are you, Jeremy? 42. God bless you, man. That's right. <laughs> I, that's right. That, gotcha. Jeremy, how did you end up in Ohio? Well, how did that happen? I played basketball in college. Okay. Uh, I went there. It was a team I could play for, and mm -hmm. it was a really good school. Like wow. Top 50 liberal arts schools in the United States is uh, Ohio Wesleyan University. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Ohio Wesleyan was a great school. They offered me scholarships for like what they call regional scholarships, like 
I don't know why they were, mm-hmm. they, they can't, they're not giving you like a basketball scholarship there, right? right? right. So they give you tons of money, it's an expensive school. Nice. And it was the best school I got into, so I went there. Uh, it was a great experience because and we're on the topic of culture. Yeah. I grew up here. Mm-hmm. I thought this was the norm. Mm-hmm. I thought this was normal. Mm-hmm. So I go there and I was shocked that that's normal. That's mm-hmm. the United States. Right, right, right. This is not. This is, we're in a bubble here. Uh, so that was a great way for me to understand the dynamic of uh, American society yeah, and yeah, culture. 100%. Yeah. I, I can totally relate in, in somewhat of a different way. So Bronx kid, you know, uh, CUNY, public schools, the, the whole thing, we used to hang out in Harlem and Washington Heights and, and you know, all these areas. I saw nothing but poverty, yeah. underserved communities, uh, you know, uh, broken homes, single-parent yeah. homes. So that, that's all that was around me. Come uh, college, I think my second year, started uh, expanding my, 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 my friend circle and started through then meeting different people. So check this out. So I, I started establishing friendships with people at Stony Brook mm-hmm. and University of Buffalo, all the way up in Buffalo, you know, six, seven, eight hours away, uh, Rochester, and that opened up my eyes. That was, that was my first exposure to, yeah. like you just, you know, you, you mentioned your Ohio reference. That was when I realized, like, holy shit, there's more to life than the Bronx. Yeah. And I, I just happened to naturally uh, befriend affluent kids. And then I realized their, what their parents did. And then so, so eyes were opened, and yeah. I was like, holy shit. I was very fortunate because uh, my mom found a way to get the French government to pay for my brother not to go to United Nations school. Wow. Yes. So I went there, and that was like. That's I mean, amazing. That was a bunch of kids that were diplomats' kids. Exactly. <laughs> the most spoiled kids. Manhattan, in Manhattan yeah, living yeah, yeah. kids. And then yeah, from yeah, there, yeah. we yeah. left there and went to school in, in Hoboken to mm. a private school there where it was more like wow. they're giving you know, low-income housing uh, wow. type of uh, kids' scholarships. Yeah, yeah. So that's when I really, like, I went from Eunice mm-hmm. to, to that school. Mm-hmm. And that's when I really, like, actually fell in love with hip-hop. Because before that, was, like, the fat boys, <laughs> like, kid and play. <clears throat> but then yeah. going to, mm-hmm. to this place in Jersey was, like, right, right. Uh, Tropical you got, Quest, you know, like, yeah, you know, yeah. Das Effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah speak, stuff, so. speak, so, uh, <laughs> again, I can relate to that Bronx breakdancing. Yeah. The uh, I forget the guy's name now, but the guy who started breakdancing used to live up the block. Crazy Legs, from Rock City th- Crew. Yeah, Crazy Legs. I think I I I don't, I don't remember the name. I don't remember yeah. the name, but he used to live up the block, and um, Run DMC, yeah. LL Cool J. I mean, that's that's what what I, what I was uh, exposed to. And then check this out. So I was a uh, uh, you know into hip hop at this time when it was still new. Rocking my Adidas, the the Indian kid with you know hip hop gear. Yeah. I, I had a I had a. 14 carat rope chain. You did? <laughs> had a 14 carat rope chain. Was it for Canastri or was it real? Yeah, it, I think it was fake. Yeah. I think it was fake <laughs> because I remember that shit started turning green on me. Yeah, that's <laughs> fake. <laughs> <laughs> so keeping it real, man. Yeah. So uh, I, I remember rocking that shit. And then check this out. This is, this is uh, the circle that I had. I was equally a metalhead. Yeah. Metallica, Iron Maiden, well, I mean Megadeth. Yeah, and and back then yeah. it was like, what the fuck are you doing? Are you this or that? It was so binary. Well, you can't yeah, be both. That's exactly. Well mm-hmm. the thing was, you know, plus I like skateboarding, but also basketball players. So <laughs> it was a mix of everything. And isn't and that the amazing? Fact that I love the fact that I got to and I'm sure you do, right, yeah. kind of mm-hmm. make your way between these scenes because right. you got to explore different cultures. Exactly. Exactly. You know? It is it is like I'm so happy that I got to experience that. All sides of the of the coin, man. And um and and it made me who I am. And that's why, you know, I um 
am able to really put myself in other people's shoes yeah. and empathize, and I, at least I think I can empathize, yeah. and, and I you know appreciate others. So you went to the, Hunter because it was seventy three percent female. <laughs> it's gonna get me in trouble. Uh, at the time, uh, you know, it was it was uh, really really cool. My cousin was at, used to go there. I actually had two cousins that went there. Yeah. So you know, it 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 kind of worked out. But Jeremy, just to go back on the because um, I feel really passionate about this thing, right? Uh, the Stony Brook example and, you know, oh, yeah. connecting with these affluent uh, friends and their parents and things like that. It made me realize that there's a whole world out there, you know, as I was saying, that's really uh, affluent and, and, and um, living the American dream, right? right? Houses in the suburbs, this and that. And then there was a big gap that I observed between where I grew up and where uh, the rest of these people were seemingly enjoying life. That's why today uh, I pay extra close attention to diversity and, and all these things. And I can spot um, bullshit on diversity. A lot of big corps are, you know, diversity this, inclusion that. Yeah. But in my opinion, inclusion is really beyond the color of skin or anything like that. It's it's. Are you giving it, my speech? Yeah, no, I am. Are you I'm giving Jeremy, my outsider speech <laughs> I am. To, on, my, on my podcast? Maybe, Go Jeremy. For it. Maybe, you maybe. are. Go ahead. No, I no, hear but, it. But, 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 so, and this is a strong opinion. Yeah. Some may agree with it. Some may disagree with it. But, um, and we built something called Event Combo Labs, by the way, which I'll, I'll, I'll tell you about that, too. But inclusivity is more than just having women on your team and your executive leadership, having, uh, you know, uh, uh, black folks or Hispanic folks or Indian folks, whatever, on your team. It's more about a difference of opinions, uh, different people altogether. Yeah. And I don't see that being practiced anywhere. Inclus it, inclusivity is very optical. It's not really, you know, it's, uh, substantial. The reason why I said, are you giving my yeah, speech? You're yeah. giving me a hard time. It's yeah. a joke, honestly. No, no, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It was mm -hmm. because at the, every start of our event, uh, mm -hmm. every one of our events to mm -hmm. start, I give a speech just welcoming everybody, but every time we have that, Welcome speech. I include, um, you know, every you know, whenever it is an event with a sponsor, people mm -hmm. want to tie a sponsor. Mm -hmm. But I tell them, well, I'm going to take it one step further. You have a vested interest into tagging a sponsors, right. and here's why: mm -hmm. we're all about diversity, whether it be race, race age, hey, gender, gender, whatever. sexual orientation, yeah, whatever. Yeah. That, but an easily uh, forgotten mm -hmm. the. Um, a aspect of diversity is socioeconomic status, financial yes. status. Yes, yes. And yes. we use a lot of the dollars we get from sponsors, mm -hmm. Fat Tire, mm -hmm. you know, turn all water, we'll get money from them, but other mm -hmm. sponsors, mm -hmm. to offset the cost of our tickets. And right. because we can take this money right. and apply yeah. that to logistics, to other costs, you're subsidizing and so on. Stuff. Yeah. So that tickets can still be affordable, affordable and people don't bat an eye when they when they press Absolutely. purchase on a ticket. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah. when you were, when you were yeah, talking yeah, yeah, about no. that. And, and Jeremy, I know that from person because I, I asked you about this a few weeks ago when you uh, forced me to go on the hike with you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. I, he forced I, you to go on a hike? Yeah, he, yeah, he, he, he twisted he, his arm. He, he twisted my, my arms First and off, legs. Uh, <laughs> he, he's been an extreme supporter of us. <laughs> he loves the, in, this, this, yeah, this yeah, show. Yeah, 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 of course. And he wanted to be on the show. I told him he wanted to be on the show. And And... What did I say? You, you, I, I got to do it. So I was supposed to go on the 9-11 bike ride, which, you know, it didn't work out. Yeah. And I, I go hiking all the time with my family. Yeah. And I made the mistake. I got so excited on the hiking trip with you and, and, and the wonderful group of outsiders that were there that I didn't pace myself. 
So I was like lunging ahead of everybody, yeah. only to exert myself and then end up being last, right? <laughs> so, yeah. but, but anyway, you, I had a great time. I had a great, but, but I made it, of course. Yeah. I, had a, I had a great time. But no, uh, I asked you about this, and you, you know, uh, credit to you, I said, hey, Jeremy, why don't you, you know, uh, increase your pricing a little bit? Uh, we're monetize it for yeah. right, and uh, and and you said, hey, no, Sarush, uh, we have to make it inclusive, we have to make it accessible, and I was like, you know, bow down, man. I mean, yeah. mad respect, right? So, so I know you're all about that and stuff, right? So, so Jeremy, on our side, what we've done is, we've had this for since inception, basically. Uh, it's a program called Event Combo Labs, and growing up where I grew up, I know that it's not easy to bridge the gap. So a kid that grew up in, in the Bronx or, or Harlem, things are getting better now, no doubt about it. Things are getting so much better. They're almost getting opposite. But the kids that grow up in these areas, they don't get access to uh, getting a tech job or anything like that. So we, we built Event Combo Labs to train and give employment to underserved communities, to untapped talent in underserved communities. And we've been able to position, uh, uh, you know, uh, give positions to these uh, young adults, these college students, that they otherwise were not going to get so easily, right? Mm-hmm. Getting a job with Facebook is, you know, yeah. it's, it's not that easy. So anyway, so I love uh, that focus that you share uh, because that's the only way to kind of, you know, uh, push everyone forward and stuff, right? But, but I digress, man. I digress. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I love what you're doing. I love that about yeah. Combo Labs. Yeah. Um, it's cool, like, <clears throat> kind of similar to people like, well, you know, I had Jamal, a uh, mm-hmm. friend of mine, interviewing yep. him, yep. and mm-hmm. it's like, ask me the purpose of doing this interview show, right? And well, I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, Chris has been great because whenever we come up with a creative idea, you know, mm-hmm. I can I can run it. him, and he's also passionate about having right. a creative outlet. Yep. 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 And just being able That's to be really creative with a passion of yours, knowing that it's going to all culminate and come together exactly. and, and be it's a, a great it's a project. Big Listen, you, you're a creator, right? And creators are what move society forward, right? Creators, if they didn't exist, society wouldn't exist. Mm. We wouldn't have all the advances we have, right? right. And, and the other thing I, I noticed about this, uh, I'm going to stop complimenting you, by the way. It's going to go to your head. So this is, the, 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 this, is, this, is, this is not good. This is not the way this should happen. I shouldn't be complimenting you know, the host. I'm just going to call you when I'm going down. I got to switch to a small lens. I got to get like a 28 millimeter. Yeah, exactly. You're going to need a bigger, bigger lens. Yeah. No, but, um, and this isn't a compliment for you exactly, but, the, um, uh, I, I learned something a, a, a few years ago. I was at this uh, uh, event, and there was a guy. His name is James Quigley. I still admire him. He's an amazing guy. Uh, CEO of a company called Canvas uh, out in Virginia. And he was speaking, and he said something so powerful, and it sticks to me to this day. Check it out. He said in the audience, I was in the audience, he said, how many of you in the audience right now are here because you are seeking help, whether it's fundraising looking for new clients or whatever it is. You're looking for help. That's yeah. what we're there. I was there uh, seeking help. And so I was one of the assholes that you know, raised, raised their hands. There's a bunch of assholes raised their hands because we're all looking for shit, looking yeah. for help. So he said, okay, all right, great. He goes, you're all climbing this ladder towards a goal and you're all looking up. Yeah. And you have your arms raised because you want someone to pull, uh, uh, put their hand down and pull you up. And he said... How many of you are reaching down yeah. and pulling other people up? Because you may think you're at the bottom of the ladder, but no. Every one of you is on a certain step. Yeah. And there are people beneath you. So it's our job to not only always reach up and get help, but it's our job to also, you know, at least 50% of the time, 
if not 100% of the time, reach down and pull others yeah. up uh, as well. Like and, and again, uh, you know, being a creator, I think that's something you have to accept as a responsibility. Mm -hmm. right? So you've created this great brand and you know, outsiders and a movement. You've got a following. You've got members. And it's up to you. It's up to me to reach up behind us and pull others ahead too because right. that's how society moves forward, man. Yeah. yeah. I was going to okay. ask you why you called yourself an asshole for raising your hands, but your explanation just explained why. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I always, you know, when you're, when you're selfish and uh, admittedly so, right, when you're selfish and you're looking for something, you're an asshole. But when you turn that into an actual positive trait by helping others and whatever you're building, if it's going to help others, then you eliminate that asshole factor, right? Gotcha. Uh, and, and that's the, the bottom line. I wouldn't call yourself an asshole yeah. for looking for something, but if you're selfish yeah. in doing that, then yeah. Then you're an asshole, yeah. exactly. Um, yep, 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 yep. What did you study at Hunter, by the way? Uh, co computer science, like, like oh, Chris. Yeah. Me, me and Chris were in the same classes, only only eight years apart. <laughs> so <laughs> so <laughs> I, I was he was sitting next to me. We just didn't know we we're like in a different dimension. <laughs> Would, uh, you can make a fucking TV show out of that, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> we might be able to. Right, stop drawing so much, Jeremy. We can make a TV show. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, you're, you're saying, Jeremy. Yeah, uh, computer <laughs> science, man. Same same. You as want to switch spots? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah. What did you do out of college? Out of college, did you find a job right away? Because I know, obviously, so, when did, when did mm -hmm. you didn't you didn't come up with event combo in college and, and, and all that? So I'll tell you my, and what my is story. Your event, what is your path? Yeah, yeah. So, 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 Jeremy, this is gonna. You have a sofa. I need to lie down. It's gonna turn to a. Psychiatry we're, gonna a session, we're gonna get a, yeah. the sofa out here. Eventually, exactly. exactly. Yeah. I have a really uh, nostalgic. We're talking about nostalgia earlier. Um, Ninety nine, uh, just got done with school. Ninety nine, I remember this is before the dot com bust. Yeah. So there was a, a interview I had just done. Well, my first job was with uh, uh, Trade dot com, and not E Trade, but Trade dot com. Uh, it was a firm called Bluestone Capital, and it was an interview I had just done for that that position uh, near Bryant Park in the city. And I'm coming down the elevator. I'm coming out of the building, and who do I see? Who do I bump into? And we all live in the Bronx, right? My fucking parents, man. <laughs> My mom and dad. They're literally walking into me as I'm walking out of my first, my very first corporate interview. Wow. And could you imagine, you know, at the time, I was like, what the hell are you guys doing yeah. here? And they're like, what the hell are you doing here? And I was all dressed up and stuff, you know, wearing a tie back then and everything, 99, right? Yeah. And, uh, and that, to this day, stays with me. Um, because I didn't value it at the time, but I was it, for them it was a prideful moment. Their son is is older right. now and, and blah blah. But at that time I was like shit. I ran to my parents. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, so anyway, that's a the story that I love thinking about yeah. these days because it was a beautiful moment. Uh, but anyway, so I started Trade.com as a developer. Uh, my second gig was at uh, Fresh Direct. We all know Fresh Direct, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I joined Fresh Direct as a Developer slash uh, uh, production coordinator, they, they, they called me, out coordinated between. Fresh Direct, as you know, has like 30, 40 departments because it's an online grocery store. So they have a meat department, they have all this. Yeah, yeah. So imagine converting those products into sellable technologies. Mm -hmm. So that's what I, I kind of facilitated there. Really, really amazing experience. Okay. Uh, fast forward, I, you know, I've been at J.P. Morgan Chase. I've been at Pfizer. So a corporate background. Uh, always in, in the product uh, space. And then, uh, you know, through some idea generation with some friends, started Event Combo back in the, the end of 15. How did that happen? What 
what need did you see yourself, or what problem did you see yourself solving with that? I mean, I already know because you're solving a huge need for us in many levels, but there's coming from the corporate world, mm -hmm. how did you decide to go into this industry, this yeah. realm? Yeah. So, so Jeremy, I've always, like I said, I'm a product guy. I always loved building something and it turned out to be products, right? And, um, and, and being a product guy, we, I uh, bought a ticket for an event. I had some friends coming from Arkansas and LA at the time. And I remember uh, we had to, they had to book a hotel separately. And I remember driving in to see them. I had to pay for parking separately. I then went to a restaurant. It was all a separate experience. Right, right. Parking, uh, hotel, restaurant, event. Yeah. Right? And the idea was, I was like, there's something fucked up here. Yeah. Right? Something is miserably fucked yeah. up. And so uh, at, at the time, this guy that I was introduced to, his name is David Soldoko, turned out to be a co-founder of mine. David Soldoko? Yeah, yeah. You probably know David. You probably know David. Shout out to David, yeah. Was uh, his name Marina? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, I'm forgetting He's Russian, question. right? He's a Russian guy. So you know David. Is he married to a Portuguese girl? Yes, you know David. I went to his wedding in St. Petersburg, Russia. Are you serious? <laughs> David, what's up? Jeremy's here. What's up? So, so that's David. I was, I was at his that's wedding David. in so, St. Petersburg, Russia. That's great. So how? In 2007. So you know David, or you know his wife, or what's I know. The, I know David's family through. Well, I knew I knew them, but I yeah. wasn't tight with them. My my good friend JB mm -hmm. was really tight with their family, and me and JB, who's like my travel partner, like mm -hmm. me and him went to like Egypt. Uh, wow. Argentina, Uruguay, yeah. Russia, like mm -hmm. we went to like all like Japan, we went to all these places within ten months. Yeah, yeah. wow, and, ten months. And one of the places. So we, wait, hold on, you were on the run. You robbed a bank. Exactly, and you were, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I was on the run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, but that's mm -hmm. crazy. So, so David, what's up again? Uh, Is he a partner at Event Yeah. So you didn't know. So he's a co-founder in Rencombe. He helped come up with the entire. Is he still involved? Uh, he's not involved anymore. Okay. Uh, not involved anymore. He he's at uh at uh, he was at Jet and then he's at Walmart. Um, but David, uh, he's 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 still a co-founder. He built or helped build the entire infrastructure in the back end, like how it's supposed to. How is this part supposed to connect to this part and 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 that that it's type such of stuff. A small he's, world. David so is he's blown. he's he's a he's a brilliant brilliant guy. I love that guy. He's so sharp. You 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 give him a problem. And he'll give you back solutions that you couldn't even imagine. That's what yeah. he did with me. So I, I took the idea to him, and and he came up with the whole architecture for this, and yeah. uh, and, and and that's how it kind of uh, materialized from there, uh, snowball effect. But yeah, David is the man. He's uh, he's amazing. So you you mm -hmm. came to him with this idea. You know, I could have sworn for mm -hmm. some reason you were in somehow affiliated with entertainment at life events. So uh, so I in in ninety eight ninety nine. I used to be one of those assholes that used to hand out flyers on the streets of New York City, <laughs> right? And uh, Roxy, Metronome, and yeah. uh, the, uh, Limelight. Who did you work for a Metronome? Um, I didn't work for anybody at Metronome. I remember um, there was an Indian nightclub promoter oh, yeah. called DND, uh, uh, and uh, I basically partnered with them, under them. So I was, gotcha, uh, yeah. real asshole shit. You know nightclub promoters are assholes, right? So yeah. uh, and never you, Jeremy, but wow, nightclub promoters are assholes, right? So, <laughs> yeah, this always comes up. It, it's so it's the it, same thing it, here. It's, it's it always comes up. It's something you can't escape. Yeah. It's a past you can't escape from, right? But what's so, funny is if yeah. you're the if you're the you know diamond in the rough, where you're just right. not that much of an asshole. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right, Bams? Exactly. Exactly. I said not an asshole. So, but 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 not for nothing. Being in the nightclub industry teaches you so many valuable lessons. 
And I so respect and appreciate that shit. It teaches you to hustle. It teaches right. you marketing. Because yes. you know why? Because yes, yes, you yes. got the same product. It's exactly. supposed to market exactly. day exactly. in and day out. Exactly. I was doing five, six parties a week. At yeah, yeah no, And no. how to make sure. And you make good money, Jeremy. You, make, you, make, you make good money. money. Yeah. You got to make it seem like every night was a unique night. That right. Hey, how do you do that? It's so creative. And how do you do that? I'm like, you're, you're it basically, comes in so handy. You're, you're pulling shit out of your so ass. You actually have, also has unique experiences. Right. Also has right. so many different things. Exactly. There. Exactly. But like to mm -hmm. have to market a, a product that was very similar every week to a marketing a product which has like mm -hmm. so right. much more value has exactly. become. Uh, and it, 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 it's the hardest job in the world. I mean, because you're really getting people to commit to come out to your party when they have 50 other parties to go to. Right. Why, right? It's, a, it's a gift. It's a talent. And so events have always been with me for 25 years. 20, that you know, makes bit. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's been in my DNA the whole time. So I always had an interest in it. And, you know, God knows, two decades later. It, when, uh, when, did you launch, when did you start Event Combo? So Event Combo, we formed it legally in, in 15, at the end of 15. So I didn't. And I met you not too, like two years after you started. Uh, but just about, just about. That's insane. But, but, but Jeremy, when we met yeah. is when the product actually was in full-fledged mode because it took us two years to literally get course, it off the yeah. ground. It took two years to build. We made a lot of mistakes. We hired the wrong people. A lot, a lot of bullshit. To, to yeah, we, 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 we raised uh, capital uh, at the end of 15, early 16. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, we made the early mistakes that entrepreneurs make uh, with, with, with really bad IT. And, um, and anyway, it took us two years. We, we built out, and 17 was the first full year in operation. And that's around the time we met. And when did you go from corporate? When did you go full time event combo? Uh, around uh, seventeen, around, really? around the time where uh, uh, the full product was out. Let me yeah. ask you, that's a, a nerve wracking jump. How'd you feel? Um, definitely, you know, ask my my, my wife, right? Uh, yeah. Definitely, definitely a stressful uh, time. There were early before then. There were times I didn't have money for gas. I didn't have money for food. Oh, there, yeah. there, there, there was there was a good few months where. I was like, holy shit, and what's happening? And you had a family already. Yeah, exa exactly. Yeah. I had a mortgage, I had the whole thing and stuff. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's someone in my team, uh, uh, Manish, who's, who's, who's uh, on, on, on my, he runs my marketing team, uh, Manish said to me the other day, he was like, you know, you're such a, a risk taker. And I just, I, I was getting off the phone with him. And then after I hung up, I was like, yeah, I'm a fucking risk taker. <laughs> 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 I take daily risks, Self man. Self-proclaimed like, badass. Yeah, yeah well, exactly. It and it's not, it's true. Taking it, that risk yourself and and leaving the comfort of a civil paycheck. When you really think about it, you're creating more stability now than you did right, when you were right, working for someone. It's a whole thing about you know creating generational wealth and, yeah. and the whole thing. It requires sacrifice. Yeah. But the risk-taking part, Jeremy, just to touch on that on a second, that shit is life, man. Mm -hmm. Taking risks is life, yeah. right? And uh, I take so many risks on a daily basis. It's it's amazing that I'm still around. Um, <laughs> Apparently, but, you're walking at guys mm -hmm. that are shooting at you. You're right, exactly. Them, I, I'm, I'm born, born and getting chased by poodles exactly. in, in you've Germany. Been by, you've been by poodles and, and, <laughs> and, and chihuahuas. <laughs> right. And then biting them back. <laughs> and, and biting them back, exactly. So, but, but I think uh, for some Watch people... Watch this episode. <laughs> he talks about biting poodles. <laughs> Uh, I'm a, uh, as a three-year-old. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Walking that's, that's vicious. Vicious. Biting, right. poodle. Biting poodles at three years old, <laughs> walking to guys firing at you, yeah, exactly, and, um, yeah. and then quitting corporate America and it going just, on uh, You got exactly. to shorten it down just a wee bit. That's yeah. too, too long. We'll, uh, put, we'll put it down to it five, yeah. six words. Yeah, five, poodle six biting words. bullet dodger. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Marketing there we go, man. That's it. Think about it. Exactly. 100%, Jeremy. No, but 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 I think risk taking is life, man. I think what's yeah. up? You know, we've been blessed with this life. If you're not going to take risks and try to build something or innovate, 
What's yeah. the point, man? Do something I different. Uh, create jobs. Do, do things for others, right? And so, I want to shout out yeah. Chris because he's, course, got, course, he's got course, a corporate right. job. Yeah. But, I mean, really minimizes. Like, he packs all his work into a couple of days. And wow. then he's got this wow. beautiful studio. Set up. Yeah, no, this his, is amazing. He's yeah. got, yeah. like, all these creative outlets. This, this, this guy, I've known him since we were kids, and he was wow. an asshole when we were kids. Right? <laughs> really? But, he, but <laughs> who I, wasn't an asshole? Yeah, who was? Yeah, exactly. Really, I bring that up because I would have, I didn't know this about him until mm. you know a few years ago. About he's an artist, yeah, and, and I, I no never, doubt. I never would have known that had right. I not, you know, had he not been friends of mine as an adult, right? right, right. But yeah, no, what I, he's doing is great. I mean, he he built this. Yeah, no, this he is, built this. Yeah. He, this is his production. Wow. Like yeah, this is no, amazing. this is this is like one hundred percent Hollywood, man. Absolutely, yeah, it, it really, really, like, yo, makes Hollywood look like shit. The uh, you know, the, the quality you guys are doing, I'm like, yeah, no, Chris, I, I told you that, Jeremy. That's what I told you. Yeah, I you wanted did, to be yeah, on the yeah. show. Because of the aesthetics. The yeah. aesthetics are so gorgeous there, yeah. man. So mad props to you, Chris. Mad props. I man. appreciate just, that yeah. because I yeah. look at the videos and I don't like them. Because well, because the day... Like, oh, hold on, hold on. I'm the same way. The day you start liking your videos is the day they'll turn to shit. Thank you. So never yeah. like Thank your work. Because the day you start liking your work There's is when... there got to be balanced, though. You, well, you can't I agree. Crazy. Uh, so I'm an, I'm an extremist on that side. Balance can also kill you. But I agree with you, Jeremy. I think that in order to maintain sanity, you what need I mean balance. Balance is you can't drive yourself so crazy that you're obsessive and, and, right, and you right, can't right. you can't have these creative visions. You you need it, to check it yourself. Your, you can't kill your creativity. You, you need to check well, yourself. That's why not in in not not to but in his yeah. like uh, not liking what you're doing is going to keep you creative. It's right, going to keep right. you. It just keeps it. It's almost like that. the art art say kill your darlings, right? So when there's a painter or a draw, a painting, then right. you know we think he's got a final product, right. and then he goes over and he covers exactly. it. Exactly. That's exactly. killing your darlings. Yeah, yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, if you see the first few videos, uh, you know this has evolved and it's going to continue mm -hmm. to evolve. Yeah, yeah. No, of course, of um, course, it's going to. And and again, it wouldn't evolve if Chris settled. But right, if Chris that's, said, that's the, and yeah. what's funny, I didn't, mm -hmm. I didn't know that side of Chris. He's, I mean, essentially, you're a perfectionist. Yeah, right. That's another way of saying uh, it. It's a curse and a blessing. No, it is. I just, I'm all right. Well, uh, to keep it short, I'm, you know, his brother's one of my best friends. Got it. Got it. So got it, got it. his mm -hmm. brother's very creative, very artist. So, got it. I kind and I surround it. I, I'm, yeah. I, I work with a tattoo artist. Of course, of course. So I'm surrounded by creative right. people. So yep, I try yep. to keep my creativity almost to that level. Right. But, but I'm, they're impressed by his work and he doesn't realize it. Really? And I'm, yeah. But really? I'm also, I'm also, I'm, I'm, I'm surrounded by, like, you know Pablo? Yeah. Pablo's, he was one of the head Google search engineers. Yeah. Wow. Like, oh, wow. I'm surrounded yeah. by people like that. Like That goes people, a long way, Chris. Those people are, oh, I know in my mind, they're way above me. Right. And I got to right. strive to keep up but with them. But Bams, you've surrounded yourself by these people. Yeah. You you put that, in, that's your network. Right. That, right. That's a skill. Yeah. And you attract that yeah. too, Chris. You attract yeah. that. You, you naturally attract that too. And that's what really makes you a well-rounded, not just you, but anyone. It makes a well-rounded oh, yeah. individual and stuff. So no, mad, mad props, man. I love this shit. I think, uh, uh, Jeremy, same thing is kind of true for me. I've always been, you know, I was telling you, um, so how did I get into this network of kids that were at Stony Brook and yeah, wherever? Yeah. How did I do that? Just like Chris is saying, right? Just a natural affinity to yeah. surround yourself with people that are smarter than you, more creative than you, uh, and, uh, and, and you, you know, uh, absorb their energy, their positive energy, and that yeah. allows you to grow as well. So it's like a natural thing, man. Yeah. I'd love it. I, well, I, it's I like love you said, it. It's yeah. a give and take or hand, hand up and hand down. Right, exactly. You know, exactly. hundred percent. Exactly. There's a, you know, there's enough talent, there's enough money, there's enough opportunity to go around. 
let's not hold on to it, right? We should we should uh, share it. Are you texting me? I'm right here, man. No, no, I'm not <laughs> texting you. I'm actually, you know, we, we've gone through a lot of your path and your yeah, story. Yeah, of course, of course. And, you, you're uh, going through the notes? So you got to get to chapter six. You got <laughs> <laughs> what happens in chapter six? Oh, Rish? man. Um, God. I have to say that we're also at 55 minutes. Okay. Holy understood. shit, Chris. Um, holy shit. So <laughs> you, you've actually gone, we've learned a lot about your path and why, how you ended up at Event Combo and, you know, where you will end up, we'll find out more. We'll have you back on the show. Oh, absolutely, man. Um, but there's a few questions I ask everybody. Please, um, Jeremy. Yeah. So, yo, is there a dream that you've yet to achieve? Oh, hell yeah, man. Absolutely. It could be personal. Absolutely. I mean, what is it? And it could be personal I don't want to share what it is. Is it personal? Because I hate being judged. <laughs> no. No one is uh, so, a free zone. So, so uh, here it is, but the fucking people watching, <laughs> it's all judgment, man. It's you all fucking it's judgment. Yeah, all right. people judge. it, like, yeah. Loser! Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You type in the comments, this guy's a fucking loser, yeah. Uh, there, you know, unfortunately for me, Jeremy, there isn't just one dream. Uh, there's many more dreams to achieve. I think one that really stands out, like, if there's one that I think really... One really, really... Um, Big, big, big thing I have to achieve, and this has to happen in the next five to seven years, is I want to create an institution. This might sound really cheesy, but this is what keeps me going. I want to create an institution that uh, mentors, educates, and opens up doors for underprivileged youth, mm -hmm. right? And this is something I got from my dad and my mom. Uh, they were always about this, always helping uh, those that needed help. So one of my goals, and it's a dream, is to build an institution, whether it's a physical space or an entity that is a bridge between where people are, mm -hmm. point A, and where they want to go. And we can kind of facilitate that and stuff. So on my little, small scale, pathetic level, I've been doing that. But I need to do it on a big scale level. Well, it's funny. Right? You think it's small scale, but you're on that ladder, but, like the guy said. Sure, I'm on like step one, right? But a long in, way to in go. In your eyes, but you could be, you know, a, a, you know a, it's all perspective. It's all perspective, but. But that's the biggest driving factor I have right now. And I give, I've given myself five, seven years to achieve that. It's going to require a lot of capital. It's going to require yeah. a lot of, uh, you know, governance and infrastructure uh, and, uh, and, and policies. Uh, but I know I'm going to do it. Uh, okay. There's nothing stopping me. But that's, that's a well, big deal. You, know, you, you got outsiders and me as a resource as well. So. Of course, Jeremy. Of course, man. Of course. Um, what is your most embarrassing moment? You seem like one that would have a great embarrassing <laughs> moment. <laughs> or, or many, or many. Yeah, many. D there's like too many to speak right of. Walking right into a gunfight. Yeah, like, like walking yeah. into a, 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 gun, a gun battle, right? Or shooting myself in my foot. I know. Yeah, exactly. Um, that was you, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Some guy, I saw a guy shoot himself in his foot. Now that, that, that was you. I'm, I'm honestly uh, baffled now because there's like 50,000 embarrassing moments that I've been through. I don't know which one to share with you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the least embarrassing or the most embarrassing? The most uh, embarrassing. The, obviously, that, the most that, embarrassing, right? The most embarrassing is to get us views. Yeah. That, that, and plus, exactly. that was the question. You're most embarrassing. No, that, that's, that was the question. I just heard the word embarrassing. I was like, oh, shit. Uh, I can't really. I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now, man. But it'll come to me. It'll that's pretty embarrassing. <laughs> it is. I'm drawing a blank right now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it, it is. It, <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, but just... Um, too many to think of, man, honestly. Wow, wow. That's oh, a good, good. question, well, man. We you stumped me, man. You stumped me. All right, good. Yeah, yeah. I win. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you want to share that I have not asked you? That's also a really, really great question. Um, 
No, Jeremy, I, uh, one thing, one other reason why I'm so grateful for our partnership is the whole outdoor dynamic. I love the outdoors, right? You can probably tell I don't play sports. <laughs> you can probably already tell, right? I can't uh, but, tell. But, but, but as a kid, I used to play baseball. baseball. Look like you? Yeah, I used to play baseball as a kid. Yeah. Loved baseball. Um, but also cricket players. Uh, cricket, so cricket, I don't know shit about. I'm total <laughs> ignorant. Totally ignorant. When when my when my people talk to me about cricket, yeah. I'm like, yeah, sure, shut the fuck up. I don't care. <laughs> I could give two shits about cricket. Yeah. Uh, but but now I could give two shits about sports. I don't care about sports either. But outside, hiking, biking, you know, uh, skiing, and all these things, I'm such a big fan of. I do hiking, I do mountain biking, but um, I just want to share that I love that. That's one thing we didn't talk about, and that's one of the biggest reasons why I'm happy and excited about a partnership, because I feel like we're contributing to your Absolutely. facilitating that for other people. Yeah. So I feel like I'm in my again small pathetic little way. I'm kind of helping out. That reminds that. me. So I'm gonna need a little boost on a couple of events coming up. All right. Uh, no. In, no problem, man. You know. You, you know. know. You know. We rock it. I'll know. call our friend. What's his name? Uh, the pizza festival guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> call him. <laughs> I'll, I'll call him and there you go, man. Um, <laughs> so this is the, the end of of our interview. We have a five yeah. rapid fire question segment. Oh shit. So All right, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Um, so you know how that works. So whatever comes to mind first, don't think about it. All right. Mm -hmm. If you weren't running event combo, what would you see yourself doing? Probably being a chief executive officer of another company. Okay. Uh, yeah. uh, any company that you like to be CEO of if you didn't have event combo? It's, this is going to sound really, really cheesy, but Tesla. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's disruptive, and yeah, yeah it's. Uh, I I love what uh, my man Elon is doing. Your yeah, boy, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, the, 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 I have a. Can I have a second a company as well? Yeah. Chase. I, really. It, Chase, yeah, Chase Bank. Uh, Jamie Dimon. Amazing what what uh, they've done. What they've done. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And that's not as big of a, a popular company. It, it's it's not, but it's you know the biggest bank in the world. Really. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and. Uh, uh, arguably, it, it's the biggest bank in the world. But Tesla, you know, for the technology yeah. side and everything, yeah. Um, what's your greatest fear? The dark. <laughs> <laughs> My greatest fear is um, you, you. You had a, a buddy here earlier who said, uh, you know, uh, something really, really strong. I wouldn't even get into that. It's so scary that thought. But something even uh, uh, scarier than that is. Um, Failing, yeah. right? Is, uh, is is failure, and that's coming from a guy who who also loves failure, but it scares the shit out of me. Let me right? ask you this, yeah. uh, and this is something I battle with because I'm I'm motivated by fear of failure, right. motivated by fear, but I also yeah. would prefer to be motivated by passion. Hmm. So do you mm -hmm. find a balance and yeah. find yeah. yourself being motivated by? Jeremy, this the, the question and the point you just raised now is the most philosophical shit you've said all, all day, man. <laughs> Seriously, it's so, what you just said is yeah, so powerful. Yeah, it's it's some I, deep shit. I fight with myself because the, the fear motivates me, but I don't know if it's coming from a place that I'd want to be motivated by. And I think <clears throat> the catalyst of fear versus passion mm -hmm. uh, produces a different product. Yes, right? 100%. So yeah. with, with passion, it's just, I feel like it's such exactly. a creative, unique product, it's, and, and whereas fear is a grind. It, 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 that's true. We're the same right? and, and, and that sentiment. What I've found is, is that fear is a motivator, yeah. right? Passion is a motivator. And I've been able to kind of categorize, compartmentalize each one. So I have, I have the fear compartment, 
that I use to pull triggers to perform certain actions, yeah. and I use the passion part as well. So I've been able to kind of compartmentalize yeah. and, and utilize both mechanisms. Yeah, both, um, both helpful resources. They, they really, really are. As long Bo as they're checked. As long yeah. as they're checked. You need the balance, right? But uh, fear of failure is my biggest fear. Um, what does it say about me that it doesn't stop me, right? right. So I'm always chasing after achievements right. and, and innovation and things like that. But failure is fucking scary, man. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. It's one of my biggest fears, right? if not the biggest fear. Yeah. Yep. Um, <clears throat> favorite city other than New York City? Used to be uh, Boston. Uh, now it's um, Kelowna. In uh, British Columbia, yeah. Look really? at your reaction. You probably never, never heard of it. Never right? heard of it. But yeah. you're 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 the avid traveler. You got to go there. Okay. Uh, so it's a town, uh, city, whatever you want to call it, Kelowna. It's in British Columbia. Um, it's about a five-hour drive from um, Vancouver, five six hours give or take. But uh, heaven on earth, it's wine country, and uh, just beautiful lakes, beautiful mountains, and everything nice. like that. It's just it's 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 like a little nook in the world that uh, was just, I was so happy when I was there. Uh, so yeah, so Boston I like and Georgetown right. uh, are, are my other two cities because they're college towns. Youth, vibrancy, and, yeah. and you know, bars and all these things. But um, now that I'm an old man, Kelowna is, is, my, is my shit. I'm still yeah. uh, visit it. <laughs> uh, this question is one I actually want to really know the answer to. When coming up with names for Van Combo, what came as a close second to the name of Van Combo? Oh, man, that's a really good question, Jeremy. I'm going to try to answer that. I don't remember, first of all. We got really lucky with the name. Yeah. We got so lucky name. with the name. Yeah. When I mean, I feel the same about Outsiders. <laughs> I agree. Like it's like it was, it was like meant to be, yeah. right? Yeah. Like sometimes you think, like, this shit was meant to be. Yeah. Otherwise, how did I end up with it, right? Absolutely. Like Outsiders, right? Yeah. It was meant to be. So the same thing with Eventcom. Like, I'm, to this day, I wonder, how did we end up with it? Um, I don't remember some other names we considered. I know we considered, like, a dozen or two more. Uh, but there were, like tacky shit yeah, like, well, like well, well, give I, me an example examples that were in the running for like a split second listen they could be as tacky as you want because you have a great name now so yeah, no, no exactly no but it's it's super cheesy event world fucking event uh Saphir. stupid 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 names luckily that were not even available but those right. are things that we came up with at the time. Okay. Um, but combo fit because we combine right. all these yeah. things, right? So now that you're involving more than just uh, event ticketing platform. Exactly. Exactly. So, so you know, at the time it was Eventbrite. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they seem like they don't exist anymore, but they're still around. Um, and so, you know, event had to be there, and you had to have kind of a second word that complemented your Isn't business. Isn't Eventbrite so. uh, public? Yeah, Eventbrite went public in eighteen or nineteen. Eighteen okay. or nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the last question is mm -hmm. my favorite part of the show. What is your favorite food? Oh, man. So, you know, this is the reason why I'm 25 pounds heavier uh, than the last time I checked my weight. Ooh. But, whoa, look at this. Look at this. Thanks. Wait, thanks, wait, Chris. Thanks, 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 thanks. Oh, my God. Right. So I thought there'd be a big party here, Jeremy. I didn't know it'd it just is. be oh, this guy the, 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 the three of us. Look at this. Look at this packaging over here. This is... This, I've never seen pizza. Right. I've usually seen a box. So, so this is Where from... Is Brooklyn Pizza, which is not in Brooklyn. <laughs> We're obviously not Brooklyn Pizza. <laughs> this is in Hackensack. Hackensack. And Jersey has and great pizza, and though. Yup, yup. Yeah, yeah. And I think they have another shop in, um, in um, Edgewater, if and I'm not mistaken. And what kind of pizza did you get? So I got, a, you got a plain, so I, this one is a um, garlic and onions. So you got the plain one. And it's Chris's fault. He gave you the whack one. Um, 
<laughs> but let's open Sorry, these. Sorry, I dropped my headphones. Ba- Listen, I don't know what's in the bag. I just grabbed the bag. Yeah, whatever, Chris. Table. You did it on purpose. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, this is the, the, the pizza that it's good. you've been making me wait to eat all this time. No? I'm sorry. <laughs> I, got, I got to try that. I got to try that one. Yeah, 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 yeah go, go for it, man. Go, go, go. This, right. is, this is your house. So yeah, you know, I think we, we need to buy one of the stuff that... Uh, Here, take it, bro. Take it, take it. Those infrared ovens that they, they uh, have in restaurants to keep stuff hot. That, oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. All right. This is delicious. I want to try this one before we uh, cut it. Mm. What do you think? Much better if it was hot. Very good. But, Chris, got to heat this shit up <laughs> and uh, enjoy it, man. But uh, I'm, I'm sorry. This is it's a photography in a tattoo studio. Yeah, we don't keep no, no. around. <laughs> All good, man. All good. This is great. Wait, so I, I love pizza yeah. and um, Mexican food, big fan of. Indian food, not so much lately. I think I played that shit out. But uh, yeah, pizza's my, my go-to food, man. We sh- I've seen a couple of like, places that combine, you know, like fusion. Right? I told you, there's this place, Taco Mahal, which is Mexican food, taco, tacos, and Indian food. I, can't, I still can't believe that. We mm. should do Indian and, and pizza. Oh, my God. I've Non-bread, seen Indian I've, pizza. Yeah, yeah. I've seen pizza with chicken tikka yeah. on it. So it's it's happening, but yeah, we should we should we should rock it. Well, we should we find should where it. it is, and yeah, <laughs> right, more, exactly. More than I don't remember where it is. Business. Yeah, I don't remember where it is. Um, Saruj, I think yeah. we could have you on the show again. I'd love it, man. Stories. We're gonna have. You're the I man. Think we should have you on the show when we have like. We're gonna do. We're gonna do some more stuff. We might mm-hmm. get. A, we're gonna have a, a better set, couch. Maybe get more than just better two than this. Hard to believe, but yes. This is this is awesome, man. This yeah. is awesome. Looking we'll, forward, man. We'll have you back, and I know whenever you have any updates you want to share for out, for event combo, we'll 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 have you uh, stuff right here. Absolutely. Maybe get some of your team on here. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be it'll be totally totally sweet. Jeremy, this was such a good experience, man. Totally loved every second of it. Well, you got to make sure your team gets onto the outsiders first. They can't yes. come on here unless they do an yeah, outsider. Yeah, yeah. They, I think there's like a thousand mile bike ride they can do. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, 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 exactly. He didn't show up for the hundred mile centennial ride in nine eleven. That I was supposed to be there. Some. Oh, right, Sarush is yeah. not here. I'm shocked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, but that that was supposed to be the yeah. uh, the, the journey. But I, what we did was the stairway to heaven, right? The, the, yeah, the hike was actually that nice was so much on. fun. Well, you know, stairway to heaven is a great. That's a yeah. great hike because it, there's a lot of good stuff. to But say. there's the end, which actually when you came, we couldn't we do because the yeah, snow. Yeah. Oh, you guys! Oh, you guys yeah. didn't go. Well, we, we've done it before, but when lucky you came, Chris. <laughs> no, I mean it would have been nice to go up there. It was nice when you got up there, right? Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, that cool. note. We have you back, but I'm starving. This eat, is man. the only Same place here. I eat food. So, thank you. Cheers. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll have you back. There you guys. Thank you, Chris. Awesome. Thanks, Jeremy. Mm.